Welcome to the Sideline Science Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilgos. Uh, I'm joined today by Anthony Noble. Uh, we've got a great show for you in store today. Uh, we're going to be talking about some draft plans with quarterbacks, uh, some guys I like at certain ranges. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, just the all of the news coming out with training camp. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, some certain players that have been suspended or kicked off their team, uh, like Darius Geis. Um, so we're going to be just doing a quick roundup today. It shouldn't be a long show. Uh, Anthony, how you doing? Pretty good. Um, pretty pumped to do this one because quarterback's probably the most important position in fantasy. So I think we got some good insight because me and you both know uh, about drafting QBs and we're, both of our strategies isn't really to go for the top guys right away. I'd say for both of us yeah for sure i i just sneak peek here and uh what we're going to be talking about normally i i wait a while on uh on quarterbacks uh it's not super smart to take a quarterback really early in the draft uh it just never really works out you always are weak at either running back or wide receiver uh it's really just not like a very optimal uh strategy but to do a quick roundup of the league uh since we've last talked to you guys been a little while um, the I would say the probably the biggest news is that uh, Washington uh, running back Darius Geis uh, was accused of uh, domestic violence. He was arrested. Uh, the team has released him, and, and his career is probably going to be over. Uh, it's not really a big blow to anything any teams that I've drafted or maybe that you guys have drafted. You've been listening to us. Uh, I've never been a Geis fan. Uh, I've never liked him for fantasy. So I really have been uh, avoiding him a lot this summer. Um, but I know for a lot of people, they might have gotten screwed pretty bad by this. Uh, it's a crazy situation for sure. Uh, but it, it does uh, help to clear things up there in Washington in that running back room, make it a little bit easier to deduce for fantasy. Uh, Anthony, what do you think about all this guy's news? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of surprising. I didn't know he was like that, but... In our rankings, he or in your rankings, he is pretty low, anyways. Because I mean, that running back room was super crowded, so uh, I guess it all kind of panned out in the wrong way. But he, like you said, he's probably done for in the league with all these accusations at him, and he's not even on the commissioner's list yet. So it's gonna be rough road for him ahead, and I doubt anyone's gonna really sign him. Because even when he was playing, he would either get hurt or he wasn't spectacular. So I doubt he's he's looking like another Ray Rice. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like it's one of those situations where if he was like a Pro Bowl player, like, I mean, we saw with Kareem Hunt. Like, Kareem Hunt was that good. And, I mean, he wasn't even on video, like, kicking a woman. But he was good enough where, you know, once he, uh, you know, did what he had to, he could come back. Uh, with Geis, I just, I don't think that that's really going to happen. Uh, I think, you know, I think he's done. Um, but some other news, uh, that's been going around through, uh, through the training camp. Uh, it's, it's a little bit important. Um, a lot of the talk about of, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers camp, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn was expected to, uh, at least challenge Ronald Jones, uh, for that starting spot there in the backfield. Uh, it's become pretty abundantly clear to most of the beat writers. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn will not be in that starting role, at least for uh, in the near future. 
Uh, it's Ronald Jones' backfield. Uh, straight and clear, it is his backfield. Uh, in fact, even uh, Dario Agumbawale has been getting uh, a lot of touches so far in practice. Uh, it seems he's taking uh, some of like the James White role there in Tampa. And, uh, what, uh, James, what James White had in New England is what uh, Goombawale is getting here in Tampa. So uh, I was really high on Keyshawn Vaughn. I liked him a lot. I thought he could bring an uh, interesting element to that offense. Uh, but I think it's pretty clear that Ronald Jones is going to be the guy. Yeah, I was pretty high on Ronald Jones as well. In one of our keeper leagues, or the Dynasty League, I got him pretty late, and I was surprised Ronald Jones was there. I was betting on him to be the starter. So it looks like it's like what you were just saying, that that looks pretty accurate. I just think he fits that offense better. Um, but with Brady, Brady's offense with the running backs, there's never a, only one true running back. There's always multiple, so be definitely a situation to keep an eye on. But I didn't think Ronald Jones will fall a little bit, and he'll, he'd be a decent flex. Yeah, for sure. Um, so really the, the last big kind of news uh, is something that I've been talking about for a while. Uh, we talked about with Dr. Porras. Uh, we, I talked about as well with uh, Jim Coventry. Uh, Marquise Brown uh, surprised a lot of people when he showed up to camp. Uh, he's gained about 25 pounds of pure muscle. Uh, the beat writers are saying he's just as fast. Uh, he hasn't lost a step. Uh, Hollywood Brown is going to break out this year. Uh, everything that we're hearing from camp, it just adds to my prediction. I'm just hoping that uh, some of the hype that's building right now doesn't get so big that, uh, that his draft position starts to reflect that. I hope he can... Keep hanging low uh, because I, I love that value there. I'm getting him as my wide receiver four, and I think he very well could have a top 15 season for sure. Yeah, Hollywood Brown, I mean, he doesn't really have anyone else challenging him over there. I mean, Miles Boykin might have a good season, and then uh, Mark Andrews, of course, is probably he's going to be solid. But other than that, it's just going to be Lamar, Andrew, um, Andrews, and Hollywood. Uh, you might see a l- little bit of Mark Ingram and then uh, not who they just draft, not Jonathan J.K. Taylor. Dobbins. Yeah, get them two mixed up all the time. Uh, you'll see a little bit of him in the backfield. But other than that, I think Hollywood Brown, like you said, uh, I sent you that tweet where they Hollywood Brown was, was playing at like 165 last year, which I think was pretty crazy. And then I guess he's up to like 180, but he didn't lose an out ounce of muscle he actually gained muscle and he's just as fast if not faster and he's playing at a heavier weight so I think that just says he's all arrows are pointing to him having a good season plus he said his foot feels better we talked to Dr. Porras like you said Dr. Porras is really high on him and he's been very insightful on Twitter with injuries and um, analyzing different injuries and giving good statistics and just backing up uh, science so uh, I'm I'm just as high as Hollywood Brown as you are too. Yeah. So one last piece of uh, training camp news I wanted to get into. Uh, there's been a lot of hype about uh, about Dave Montgomery here in Chicago. Uh, I've been pretty high on Montgomery. Uh, there's a lot of news coming out that uh, Cordero Patterson uh, is taking a lot of reps there at running back. Uh, I'm really not worried about that. I know some people are. They're saying that Montgomery should be faded now. Uh, I don't agree with that at all. I think Montgomery's still the guy there. He's still going to be getting his touches. Uh, people forget that Patterson got a lot of reps with running backs last year too. Uh, Nagy just likes to work him in in whatever way he can, and that that's just kind of what he does. 
so I, I really wouldn't be too worried about Montgomery here. Um, I've, I've seen a ton of people in the industry saying, you know, oh, we're out of Montgomery now. But, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. Cordero Patterson isn't going to get 15 touches a game. I mean, at most, he might get two or three. Uh, either way, Montgomery's still going to get his touches. And, and even if Patterson does get, maybe, let's say, maybe he does get 10 touches, which is a lot, uh, those probably were going to come from equally Montgomery and Cohen uh, because they're going to use him in kind of a trick play format just like Cohen is normally used. So, again, I'm not really worried about that there. Yeah, uh, same here. Even in New England, they would run Cordero as a running back, and he'd get at least – he'd get sometimes five, six touches a game. It's just he's a not just a wide receiver. He's just an athlete. He can do anything. I remember last year they were talking about moving him to tight end, and – Recently in his presser after uh, a training camp practice, they he was talking about he, he doesn't see himself as just a wide receiver, kick returner, and punt returner. He sees himself as just whatever the coach wants him to do. So um, take it with a grain of salt. It's the same thing with Eddie Jackson. They were trying to say he's going to get some offensive plays, and he's considered this like, I forgot what Nagy noted it as, type of wide receiver. So you, could, you might see Eddie out there. I don't think the whole Cordero thing means much. I think they're just trying to get him more involved at the running back position, but nothing to steal Montgomery's carries or anything. I think if anything, Montgomery's going to boom this year. I think we were, I was pretty high on him in our, when we went through our running backs and I think he's going to finish higher than what we have him ranked. Uh, it's just all arrows point towards that. He's big physical guy and he actually lost some weight and he and coaches and the coaching staff says he looks more, uh, looks more faster and quicker on his feet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, before we get into the QB draft plan here, uh, I do want to just talk a little bit about uh, the draft guide that we have up on the Sideline Science website, uh, www.sidelinescience.org. Uh, it has 65 pages of pure fantasy football knowledge. Uh, we've got pretty much anything you could want from a draft kit. We've got rankings. Uh, strategies. Uh, we've got all the stats and tables that you could possibly need. Uh, full thirty, all thirty-two team full previews, uh, broken down by position. Basically, any fantasy relevant player. My thoughts are in there. Uh, you can get pretty much anything that you could possibly need in that draft kit. Uh, it's got everything. So that's up there for free. Uh, you can download as a PDF or just uh, read it straight from the website. Either way. Um, we've also got, uh, still our shop is still open, uh, to help support us in the website. Uh, all the proceeds just go straight back to our website. Uh, we don't take any money from it really. It's just going straight to, into the website and keeping that up and running. Um, so check both those out. Uh, and then I also will be posting, uh, my typed out thoughts in more of an article format on this QB draft plan that we're going to be talking about here. That'll be up, uh, later tonight or tomorrow. Um, so to get into it, uh, with the QB draft plan, um, my general strategy is this every year, there's one guy that breaks out and ends up in the top three that was drafted in at least as late as QB 10 every year. It happens. Uh, it was Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott last year. Uh, the year before that it was Matt Ryan. The year before that, I mean, it, you can just keep going every single year. There, the year before that, it was Patrick Mahomes, you know, and it just happens every single year. It's it's absolutely constant. 
And so the trick is, at least for me, is I try to predict who that guy is going to be every single year. Uh, and this year, uh, I think it's going to be Carson Wentz. Uh, I am very high on him. But to go through the ADPs uh, that we're looking at right now, uh, right now it's looking like Mahomes, Jackson, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott in the top five. Um, to be honest, none of those guys I'm that interested in. Uh, and the reason why it really just comes down to price. Uh, their ADP right now, they're going anywhere in between, uh, uh, anywhere in between about the second and sixth rounds for all those guys. Uh, I am not in at those prices. I will never really take a quarterback that high in a standard, uh, normal, you know, one QB or two QB, uh, PPR draft. Um, if it's QB premium, that's a different story, but we're just talking about standard leagues here. Um, for those five guys at the top, uh, I'm, I will not be in on them. Uh, I've never found that teams, when you draft a quarterback that high, uh, your team just never pans out. It never looks good. Uh, you never really have a lot of success. I think really you're just asking for a weak running back room, a weak wide receiver room, and those are really the spots that it's hard to find value. Uh, you know, we saw it last year with Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they were both on the waiver wire a good amount into the season. Josh Allen was still on waiver wire as far as like week six or seven in most leagues, and he finished in the top 10 of QBs. Uh, you can't find that in any other position. Uh, you just can't. So quarterback really is the one that you need to wait on, at least in my opinion. Uh, Anthony, what do you think about like the drafting a quarterback very early? Yeah, I think you have to wait. Um, past couple of years, I think the earliest I've ever taken a quarterback was Deshaun Watson, and ironically, I took Mahomes in like the third, like fourteenth, fifteenth round, and he ended up having that crazy season. So it kind of screwed me over because with that Watson pick, I could have gotten so many better players than at that round because. Honestly, I didn't even really even use Watson because I didn't need to because Mahomes was there, and then I kind of got Mahomes for a bargain price. And after that, I learned my lesson. It kind of screwed me over. Um, last year, I ended up taking Ryan, Matt Ryan uh, probably around 6th, 7th, which is a fair round, QBs. I mean, just depends on what your league's running. I usually like to run, when I'm looking at QBs, um, whenever there's a QB rush, like when people – start doing a QB spree and start taking them. That's when I start taking them. So I kind of let the draft decide. I'll let the people that are in my uh, league decide when to take a QB. But I I just think this year there's too many. The ADPs for some names like Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray, that's just way too high. Obviously, Lamar and Mahomes probably going in the first round, which is insane that two QBs would even go in the first round. Um, I just think there's way – better players out there in those rounds so there's just no reason to take like Lamar Jackson in the first round when you can get like Michael Thomas or Julio uh same to say for Mahomes um Wentz I think is good a good pickup my guy I think this year besides Dak who's also going to get drafted high uh, I I don't know I'm stuck on either Matt Ryan again or Baker I think those two, those are two names that can either pop off. I'm leaning more towards Ryan because I think it's just going to be air raid. I mean, uh, we were talking about with Gurley, how I, I sent you that tweet that he was limping 
just he was just walking. He didn't even practice it, but he was limping. So obviously that knee's not good, and they don't really have good backups behind him. So that run game's going to be weak, and I think they're just going to be throwing the ball at least 30, 40 times. And Ryan has the receivers to throw to, so I think Matt Ryan is going to be finishing higher than what uh, what we think. Yeah, I definitely like Matt Ryan as well. Uh, there's a range of guys here I like, but um, you know, one thing that you touched on, which is really letting the draft room uh, decide what you do, uh, that's a huge part of drafting. I mean, I I can say all day long, you know, where I want guys and uh, you know where I'm going to take them. But a huge part of drafting really is just you have to read the draft room. I mean, that's just the biggest, most important thing is that, um, you know, there it's so it's a difficult part. But drafting is such a feel thing. And you just have to feel out you if you think someone's going to go, you know, five QBs after you pick, you're going to want to get ahead of the curve and take a QB. It's that kind of thing. It's really a feel thing. And it takes a lot of practice to get good at. Um, but I think when you can understand the ranges that you want guys, I think that helps a lot because you can decide whether or not it's a right move to take a guy at a certain spot, uh, depending on the range. Um, so after those first five, they're going in about the top six rounds. Uh, the next five are Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Drew Brees, and Matt Ryan. And they're going anywhere between the fourth round to about the ninth round. Uh, generally what I've been seeing is that they're about the seventh, eighth round, uh, Deshaun Watson, a little higher. Um, but I really, I'm not a fan of Deshaun Watson. Uh, I've talked about a lot on like our QB rankings episode. Uh, I, I just am not a fan. I think there's too many variables here, uh, that could, you know, make his season go wrong. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I've talked about a lot, not, I will not draft a single share of Aaron Rodgers this year. Uh, he is not a solid fantasy option at this point in his career. I mean, last year he finished as QB 10, but he had 10 games under 15 points. You're not winning a league like that. Uh, I do actually like Josh Allen. Uh, I had him, uh, the last two years I've had him in different leagues. Uh, he's always solid. You know what you're going to get out of him. Uh, but he does have a ridiculously tough schedule this year. I'm really worried about that. Uh, Drew Brees, I know some people are pretty high in him. Uh, I'm just wary of that. He's very old. Uh, he did show some signs of decline last year. Uh, I, you know, he doesn't add anything rushing wise. Uh, they're going to be using Taysom Hill, I think, even more this year. Uh, I, I think there's just too much going on with Brees. But after that Brees spot, after about the ninth QB off the board, uh, this is where I'm really looking at my guys, and this is. There's four guys here that come up next in the ADP that I all really like. Uh, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, what I've talked about earlier, uh, Daniel Jones, and then Tom Brady. Uh, all four of those guys I'm targeting pretty heavily. Uh, I think, like Anthony said with Matt Ryan, uh, I think that he's a great value. Uh, he's always consistent. You know what you're going to get from him. Uh, there's really no reason for his production to go down. Uh, in fact, one really interesting point of piece of information, uh, Matt Ryan, with the uh, second year in a system, has always finished as a top five fantasy QB. So when he's gotten a new offensive coordinator, uh, it normally takes a year. And then the next year, the second year with that offensive coordinator, he's finished with uh, as top five QB in fantasy each time. Uh, and he's all the way down here at QB 10. It's the second year that he's going to have in this uh uh, stretch of Dirk Cutter. 
I think that he's a great value. He's got great weapons all around him, and he's going to be throwing quite a bit. Uh, I've talked about Wentz a lot. Uh, I don't really need to touch on him. That's my guy, though. Uh, I'm looking about the... He's falling as far as like the ninth round, uh, and I think he will be a top five quarterback in fantasy without a doubt. I have him all the way up at five in my rankings. Uh, and then the next two guys, Daniel Jones and Tom Brady. Uh, Jones is a little risky. Uh, I'm really only looking at Jones if I compare him with like a Matt Ryan or a Drew Brees, uh, someone that is very stable. Uh, then I will t- consider taking a shot at Jones. But I, uh, one of the guys besides Wentz and Ryan, if you had asked me who's the third guy that I'm highest on, it's probably going to be Tom Brady. Uh, I think what he's got going in Tampa, uh, I, I'm sold. Uh, I think he's going to be absolutely fantastic. In some leagues, he's literally falling as far as the 11th round, and that's just insane. Uh, it's crazy value. I think that there really could be potential here for a Peyton Manning uh, in Denver-esque season here for Brady and Tampa. Uh, I mean, his weapons are ridiculous. He's got one of the best offensive uh, head coaches in the entire NFL. Uh, that offense is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so really, those are the three guys I'm looking at here in the 8th, ninth, 10th round, generally, uh, with Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, and Tom Brady. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think if I had a – I like Wentz, but if I had to pick three, I'd probably I, – I like Brady in there in the mix. But Baker, I think he's going to figure it out this year. I don't think he's a bust. I think that – Freddie Kitchens is the reason why that whole team just went under. I don't think he was a leader. And when you rely on a young QB to be a leader, it's kind of you, – you, it's it's bound to be bad. I mean, Baker, I, I think he was a leader at Oklahoma and everything, but he had a very stable coach. And Kitchens was just out and about. He Kitchens was just a mess, and he kind of almost ruined that team. But I think Stefanski will figure, figure that mess out, and then Baker's going to be comfortable in that system. So I think he'll be good. And Brady, like you said, he's got weapons all around him. He's gonna he's gonna be bound for a huge season. And like you said, I like that Peyton Man. That's exactly who I was thinking of too. Peyton Manning we went to Denver, blew up. Then you have like fifty something touchdowns. Like ended up he broke some he broke some passing records. And I don't think Brady's gonna be breaking records, but I think he's gonna be doing very very well in Tampa. And I think Bruce Arians and with everyone they got around, it's just it's looking very good for Brady. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, one point I want to make is by waiting this long for a quarterback, you know, you might be saying, you know, why wouldn't I go for Mahomes or Lamar? You know, they're so much better than these guys. Uh, that might be true. However, really the thing that is, um, not a super, you know, meta way of thinking, it's pretty standard fantasy football, like knowledge is that, uh, there is a bigger gap from like RB1 to RB15 than there is from QB1 to QB15. Um, you can win a fantasy football league with not even having a top 10 QB. Uh, obviously, you know, it, it definitely helps to, um, but I really, I've never seen someone win a fantasy football league without a top 10 running back. Uh, it, it just doesn't happen. And so by waiting as long as you can with these guys, your team is going to be so deep at these uh, skill positions that your team is going to look a lot better on paper. Uh, you're going to be getting great production out of these quarterbacks, but also you're going to be getting very, very consistent production from your quarterbacks. And that's something I'm very big on. Uh, I think getting consistent production 
even if it's a consistent 18 points every single say a consistent 17 or 18 points in a standard league um that i think is more valuable to your team than a quarterback that's gonna flip-flop between 30 points and 10 points uh because when you can just stay constant at a 17 or 18 points like matt ryan does or like carson wentz does or like tom brady does uh, what it does is it allows you to take risks at other p- parts of your roster. It allows you to play like a Christian Kirk or Deshaun Jackson and hope for a big touchdown. Uh, it allows you to play maybe a, a handcuff running back at a flex. Uh, you know, if the starter gets hurt, uh, goes down with injury, then it, it just allows you to do a lot of different things with your roster and allows your roster to be a lot more complete. And, and this is the biggest part point I can make is that this is what wins fantasy championships, without a doubt. By getting the right quarterback late, your team will, like I said, be incredibly deep and talented, and those skill positions are who wins you championships. It's not necessarily the quarterbacks. The key to quarterbacks is really just where you take them and hope that they can get consistent production at a high level. For sure. I like I said I've never been a fan of really drafting QBs high, and when I have, it kind of bites me in the ass. Um, But running backs, I don't think people know how important they are because even though quarterbacks have a really good game, most quarterbacks average around, like, what would you say, like a top 10 QB, probably around 18 to, like, 27 points a game yeah and then the boom game is about 32 but there's been running backs like McCaffrey's had like a 40 50 point game and multiple 30s last year and then same with Saquon I remember Todd Gurley I'm he's not in the discussion anymore of being draftable but he when I had him that one year he'd have multiple like he was averaging like almost 20 20 something points a game I mean that's huge because all you need is your QB to have at least 18, 20 points, and you're winning that. You're winning that uh, week. Um, like, like it's just running backs are so important, and I feel like they're gonna fly this year, and uh, it's just gonna be interesting. This draft's gonna be interesting as well with the tight ends too. I think. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. I think with a lot of the players uh, outside of the wide receiver position and maybe the quarterback position. Um, so we'll actually be doing, uh, this is going to be a series. We're going to do the quarterback draft plan, like what we're doing today. Uh, we're going to be doing running back draft plan, wide receiver draft plan, even a tight end draft plan. Uh, so we'll be getting you guys all that information, getting you ready for your drafts coming up here in a few weeks. Um, to touch a little bit on maybe as a, uh, who you would want as a backup quarterback, or if you're in a super flex league or two QB league. Uh, so the next guy's coming through here in this, uh, ADP, uh, we've got Matthew Stafford uh, going around the ninth round, 10th round, uh, Baker Mayfield in the 10th, Ben Roethlisberger in the 11th, Kirk Cousins in the 11th, Jared Goff in the 11th, and then in the 12th, we've got Ryan Tannehill, and then rounding out the top 20, we've got Cam Newton at in the 13th. Um, really, the only two guys I'm looking at here are going to be Baker Mayfield, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, we've talked about them a lot in the past, but you can get these guys, I mean, in while their uh their averages are about the early 11th round, uh, you can get them as late as the 13th in some places. Uh, they're falling quite a bit. Uh, they're going to give you some boom games for sure. I wouldn't necessarily trust either of them as a QB1. 
uh, but they are going to give you some boom games. And when you have a great matchup, you know, you should be plugging them in, uh, let them go. Um, but really, I think what's really interesting here, and I was talking about this with Anthony before the show, is the fall of Joe Burrow. Um, early in the summer, he was going as high as the quarterback seven. Uh, his ADP was right about quarterback 10 item ranked, I think quarterback uh, 12 maybe. Uh, it was right around there. Um, this fall that he's had, he's all the way down at quarterback 24 now, uh, which is absolutely bizarre to me. Uh, I don't understand what this fall is about. Uh, nothing really that's been coming out of camp is bad on him. Uh, every report I've heard is that he's picking up the offense really well. Uh, that offensive line is not looking great, uh, which is like a little bit of a concern. Um, but I don't think that that alone would warrant a over 10 point drop in AEP. Uh, so I think Joe Burrow is going to be one of the best values here as your quarterback two or as your super flex. I've talked a lot about it in the past, but his weapons that he has around him, uh, they're outstanding. Uh, Zach Taylor is one of the brightest, like, young, creative minds in the league. Uh, I'm not necessarily selling him as a head coach, but as a play caller, he can get it done. And, and I don't understand what this uh, complete freefall is about. I know I, a little bit what well, was a big discussion when before burrow got drafted was his hand size i obviously that's probably not a huge thing uh right now with drafting everything but i I honestly can't tell you another another thing that could be is aj green got hurt in camp the other day hamstring um it seems like he just can't find a way to stay healthy before the season so i don't know how long he'll be out for that i heard he was he didn't need to be carted off or anything, but he also got hurt again, and that's just another big weapon that Burrow talked about and Zach Taylor talked about. And a lot of insiders thought Green was going to have another pretty good season with Burrow. But I still think outside of that, uh, he still doesn't have uh, John Ross back either. So um, I, I don't know. Maybe there's stuff that a lot of people don't know that's going on inside. Cincinnati, maybe some stuff at camp. I, I, what I'm hearing is he's doing okay at camp. He's doing pretty good. But other than that, I, I don't know what that free fall is about. Yeah. So I mean, here's the thing. I mean, yes, AJ Green did get injured in camp. Uh, John Ross is still injured. Um, but the good thing about Cincinnati is that their receiving room is so deep that even though both those guys are out. They still have Tyler Boyd. They still have Auden Tate. They still have a second-round pick in T. Higgins. Uh, he's still got Joe Mixon there at running back. He's got Gio Bernard, who's one of the best pass-catching uh, pass backs. Uh, and he's even got what a lot of people aren't really looking at is uh, the tight end Drew Sample. Uh, he was a second-round pick last year. Uh, he's been completely forgotten there in Cincinnati. And again, Burrow, just he has the weapons. Um, and so really my theory on what is going on here is that uh, in the early summer, the only people drafting really are, you know, the high stakes players, uh, the really sharp uh, players, the analysts, everything like that. Now, as we're getting close to the season, more and more casual players are drafting. And what we're seeing is we're seeing guys like Aaron Rodgers jump over 10 points in ADP. We're seeing... Uh, Cam Newton jump in ADP. We're seeing, uh, let's see, Jared Goff jump in ADP, uh, and and that's and Drew Brees just keeps rising. 
Uh, I think that's really what's happening here. And, and Joe, Joe Burrow just keeps falling. And it's because the casual player is a lot of times just drafting on a big name. Uh, they don't necessarily look at what is really going on there for fantasy. Um, so really my plan right now, if I was in a 2QB league, uh, I'd be looking at Carson Wentz in about the 8th, and then I would be completely zoned in on Joe Burrow falling all the way to like the 14th, as he's doing right now. Uh, his ADP is in, is in the mid-14th round. Uh, he's going in the same round as Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, and even Tua Tagovailoa. Like, he's being picked five picks ahead of Tua, who isn't even going to start to begin the season. So, I don't understand this at all. Uh, I will be smashing the the draft button on Joe Burrow this late uh, time and time again. Uh, I think he is the best value right now as your QB2. He's your best bet as a backup. I think he's going to have a great year. Um, and even if he doesn't pan out, I mean, there are going to be guys on the waiver wire like Jimmy G, like Teddy B. Uh, both of those guys are going to be serviceable enough uh, if Joe Burrow were to go down to at least uh, fill the void of your QB2 role. Yeah, in two QBs, um, honestly, my strategy might be a little different in a two QB. Um, I, I've i never been in a two QB league, so I wouldn't know. I would, what I would try to do, honestly, I would just mess around with it and go with like Dak or even go with like Mahomes and then pair them up with someone like that's going to go really low, like a Goff or like a Jimmy G, Teddy B, just something like that. Which honestly, I I would want to see how that would work, um. But I think what we're seeing with like Aaron Rodgers going high and Drew Brees, Big Ben, and all these veterans is it looks like people are instead of taking a risk on a rookie, they're just kind of relying on old reliable guys they know that in the league are gonna produce okay numbers, not be uh, throwing picks and turning the ball over because that's we saw it with Daniel Jones last year, and it's just rookies in general, rookie quarterbacks, they just turn the ball over a lot. So maybe we're, we're seeing that, but there, people aren't high on as high as other people with uh, the young QBs. But I, I, know, I know I can probably be biased in that way too. I, I kind of like a veteran QB rather than like a second-year rookie quarterback. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is something to keep an eye on for sure as we go through. Uh, I think what's going to be really interesting here uh, is going to be the fact that, like you said, a lot of the casual players, uh, they don't see much value in like a rookie quarterback, uh, which I find very wrong. I think it's uh, a really missed opportunity for a lot of players. Uh, I think one really, really important thing, if you want to win your leagues, if you want to demolish your opponents, uh, a huge thing is to not be scared on a big upside guy. Uh, don't be afraid of making a pick that is a complete boomer bust. Uh, because upside wins championships, I've said it before, I'll say it a bunch more times, uh, even if you're afraid that a young quarterback is going to turn the ball over, um, Daniel Jones last year finished as a top three QB four times. Uh, Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions. He was still a top three fantasy quarterback in standard formats. Uh, really, in the grand scheme of things, uh, turnovers don't hurt the quarterbacks that much. 
Uh, it really is just more about their production, uh, if they can rush or not, uh, their, the amount of touchdowns they get, uh, the amount of pass attempts they get. So I think Joe Burrow here falling this late is a huge opportunity for pretty much everybody. Uh, I will be smashing the draft button for sure. Um, but to wrap up this draft plan, um, really, like I've said, just to summarize everything, uh, wait as long as you can. Wait until almost everyone has a QB. Uh, try to wait until around the 8th, 7th round of most drafts uh, until the top names that are left are Matt Ryan, uh, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, those kind of guys uh, in that range. Because that's where I guarantee you, and I will put everything on I will put so much money on it, that Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, or Tom Brady, one of those three is going to finish in the top five of quarterbacks. Uh, I think it'll be Carson Wentz, but I could see, honestly, all three of them could. I wouldn't be that surprised. Uh, I think that those three are your best candidates to find, uh, like last year's uh, Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott, or the year before that, the Matt Ryan and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, those three guys are your best bets to get high production at a late round pick. For sure. Um, to touch on that, I we, we both have similar strategies, obviously. Just wait for a QB, you'll... In the long run, you'll have better players. And if you do the math, honestly, the players you get in the higher rounds will accumulate more points than drafting like a Mahomes, a Jackson, a Prescott, or Murray. Um, but there, you just got to, like Ben said earlier, you let people decide where you're going to have, where you're going to draft a QB. I mean, Obviously, everyone has a spot where they want to draft every player, and QB is probably the biggest spot where everyone thinks about, oh, I'm gonna, I want to get this guy in the fifth round or sixth round. Um, I want to get this guy in the se- seventh. But sometimes it doesn't work out like that. Sometimes in drafts, there's guys that fly in the fifth round, and then you're on the clock, and you have an option to get Matt Ryan or Tom Brady and Baker or someone like that. And I think you should just pull the trigger. I mean, you're, you don't want to – I'd rather be stuck with Matt Ryan – in like the fifth, sixth round, than like Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford or Aaron Rodgers in like the eighth round or tenth round. I'd rather be stuck with someone that I know is going to produce pretty good numbers and I got him in an okay spot. I'm not going to be upset getting Tom Brady in the sixth round or Baker in the eighth, but I'd be pretty pissed if I got like Minshew in the twelfth and I was stuck with that. I mean, it's just... Stuff like that. You don't wait too long, but don't pull the trigger right away. I think that's the best advice, best strategy, in uh, my opinion. Yeah, I think kind of what you're alluding to there, and it's something I agree with, is uh, don't focus on the round. Uh, focus on the players. Uh, I know for a fact, like, those are the three guys I want, Ryan, Wentz, and Brady. Uh, I want one of those three. I'm going to zero in on those three. If people are taking quarterbacks super early in a league, uh, it's then it really becomes down to a judgment thing. Do I decide that I want to just wait on QB and just keep racking up the position players? Or, you know, do I say those are my three guys, you know, I'm pounding the table for those three, I'm taking one of them here. Uh, so really it is like, a, it, it's a hard thing to do and it's hard to explain, but you really do need to just read the room, understand what's happening. Uh, and really, I would really recommend to, just focus on the player and not so much the round. Because I think when that happens, when you just keep saying, 
I'm taking this guy in the ninth round, no matter what. Uh, it can even be a reverse thing. It could be no one's taking a quarterback, and you know Josh Allen and Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and even you know say Deshaun Watson are still there in the ninth, uh, and then you're taking Carson Wentz way too high. Uh, so that's really the thing is just uh, read the room, focus in on the players, and you know take the players you believe in, uh, and that you know I believe in for sure. Uh, and, and just approach your draft in that way. Yep, I, I totally agree. Um, just another thing is try not to just focus on one specific player, and because sometimes people take your players, you always got to have a backup plan, obviously. And I think QB is probably the biggest, one of the biggest positions that have a backup plan, because. There's, a, there's just always that one person ahead of you that picks the guy you want, and I, I'll say that for every position we go through uh, in this series. Yeah, it should happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think that's all we've got here for quarterbacks. Um, I, we've got a little more analysis uh, on the draft guide. Uh, I'll be typing up some more uh, well you know, thought out uh, thoughts uh, in an article going on the website either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, check out the draft guide, uh, www.sidelinescience.org. Uh, you can go go to the uh, tab that says draft guide. It's full, 65 pages, PDF. Uh, it's all free. Um, it's got great analysis. You could see what I think about every single quarterback in the entire league. Uh, even the backups are on some of the uh, analysis. Um, it's all there in the team previews. But yeah, I think that's all we've got for you today. We'll be back soon uh, with the running backs, wide receivers, and tight end draft plans. Uh, Anthony, got anything you want to say to close this out? Um, I just looked at an article. Uh, we were talking about Marquise Brown, uh, Hollywood Brown. He Last year when he left the season, he was 157 pounds, which is just insane to me that he was playing in the NFL at that weight. And he added a hundred. He's now 180 pounds, so he added 23 pounds. And he was on a six-meal, 4,000-calorie uh, off-season diet. And I was just looking through it. I'll send it to you, but I think it's pretty insane. And they got him pictures of him at training camp, and he just looks pretty noticeably big. And um, definitely gonna pay off for the or for the this upcoming season. Yeah, absolutely. That's a perfect way to close out the show. Yeah, just draft Hollywood Brown. <laughs>